Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast formerly known as, what was it called? Uh, Who cares about Ross and Patrick? But this is the podcast called We Hired a Sitter for This and uh, our releases have been sparse, but I think we got a plan. Uh, New episode today, enjoy it. New co-host, perhaps. New sidekick, new perhaps the leader this episode was so good he's so funny and interesting that maybe this is his show now i don't know uh but anyway my old friend from comedy gastor almonte is here to help ride this ship to help push the stroller to get in the minivan and go for a ride uh ross knows him she loves him he's just great and uh yeah he's a father of a couple kids here in brooklyn also he's a comic i admire and respect and i just love you can see his stuff on comedy central you can see his stuff on amazon please enjoy this episode featuring gastor almonte you are listening to the We Hired a Sitter for This podcast. We hired a sitter for this. We have a roster of like seven sitters. I hate authority, but I'm a mom. I'm an old man. I need orthopedic shoes. The laughs, the chuckles, the TMI. Some people might say, why would you have kids? The oceans are rising. The economy's collapsing. And they're not wrong. I'm Ross. And I'm Patrick. And we hired Gastor Almonte, you're, good, you're in the office. You're the third person to ever see this this space. Nobody has ever seen this space before. Patrick, I feel like I'm part of the marriage now. It's you know, you're I'm in. in. I'm in, baby. Yeah, you're taking over. You're taking over <laughs> as guest host on this episode of We Hired a Sitter for This. Hell yeah! Hell uh, yeah! This could be a permanent thing. I'm with it. I'm with it. Ross you know? Ross is a busy lady. She's doing three jobs this week. She she's got a today. She's on a photo shoot. Tomorrow she's doing postpartum doula work. Later in the week she's doing what is her third job? I've forgotten already. Oh, yoga. She teaches yoga. She's doing three jobs. She doesn't have time for the podcast anymore. So I'm so grateful you're here to be a part of this. Hey, I'm honored sincerely. Uh, also, uh, very impressed with Ross. Yeah, you know that's that's a solid LinkedIn page right there. Yeah, yeah, that you know? <laughs> her LinkedIn just got many, many, <laughs> many bullet points. You know, all of them present. You know, all of them till present. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do all those jobs now. Yeah, and then uh, from about 7 p.m. on, she well, once the baby goes to bed, we're all just so tired. Uh, so that's why I wanted to bring you in. You are a multi-hyphenate yourself. I try, I try. You've got a couple of children at home. You've got a wife. Word up, word uh, up. And I got you, those. You are a man who is out there doing the thing. So I, I don't know. I thought it would be great to bring you in and talk about life and parenting, and comedy, and all, yeah. all the things. I'm honored, man. Sincerely, I always love hanging out with you, homie. We good money. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, I'm glad we get to do this in a normal setting. Uh, one of our most recent hangouts was you attempting to jump my car. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, it was an uh, odd adventure. Yeah. I we, appreciated we the both, company. We both had sets at the tightening cupboard, and your car wouldn't work. And, and I'm, I, listen, I, I still feel bad about that. I grew up, uh, my dad's a mechanic. Uh, I grew up, my first job was in a hardware store. <laughs> I, I worked I worked at a shop for a winter break during college doing oil changes. I'm good with that stuff, and I could not get your car to jump. Listen. And I'm still ashamed of that. Deep in my, my soul, my male ego is ashamed that I couldn't get your car off the ground. Listen, me, you and me both, brother. I, uh, I have a, a very blue-collar man's man image. I did not know what to do. I was yeah. fully relying on you. Uh, when I got home, 
uh, my mechanic lives on my block. Yeah. So he literally like jumped it instantly. Like he was like, "Why did you jump the car?" I was like, "We tried for four hours." He was like, "Which uh, which women did you have try to help you do that? Uh, was there someone illiterate involved? Did you not read the very simple directions on the jumper cables?" No, he was so he's like, "There's only four connections, and two of them go to each car." Like literally. It should have just been like a trial and error thing. Like yeah. at some point, you should have got it right. I I do think my jumper cables are like dollar store, like Dollar General jumper cables. So maybe they can only do like nine volts at a time. It's <laughs> it's a lower grade charge. Hey man, he was uh, not impressed. Uh, well, th- well, that's actually interesting. You bring up that show because that was uh, I was sort of first getting back. You know, our daughter's three and a half now, but that was two summers ago i think that we yeah. did that show together and uh you did have both your children there very rare how, actually how uh, old are your kids right now uh my daughter is uh she turns 15 in uh in two weeks oh my gosh and my son is uh 13 he'll be 14 later this year yeah yeah that was the first time that uh i brought them to a show it was not uh not my plan right um there i wasn't on the lineup originally somebody backed out and they hit me up like an hour before the show and it's so close to my house that I was like, yo, it's a day off, but I could go do this and be back. Right. And then uh, I couldn't get a sitter, but I was like, yo, like, I could, I, my kids could see one, like, inappropriate comic. Right. I'm not that bad, and then I'll leave. Yeah, you're clean. I mean, you're clean. Yeah, like, for the most part, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I might curse, but, like, I don't cover, odd, like, un uh, children okay topics. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like. And it was wise of you once you got off stage to get them out of there before <laughs> i went on stage hey man you know it sort of uh, led to some fun convos after that's it but i like that you uh they were there they had i think they had some devices were they yeah they, my son was is was on his like uh, one of the video game things yeah. yeah um and tell me so a 15 year old daughter 14 almost 15 year old daughter i have a three and a half year old daughter will this get easier uh for me it has uh, because I feel like this is what I'm good at now. Yeah. You know, uh, I, uh, I'm definitely old school dad. Like, yeah. um, I, like for example, uh, changing my daughter's diaper, uh, took a lot for me to like, yo, I got to do this cause it's not always on my wife. I got to, right. I'm an equal partner, but there was a part of me that was like, yo, like I'm not supposed to, uh, you know, do the, do this job only cause I've never like wipe the vagina ever yeah you know uh so much involved you know and yeah. there's so much pressure you know wipe the right direction yeah you gotta wipe away get yeah. away from the vagina yeah and she has no voice you know yeah. i don't want i don't want to do her wrong right you know uh so yeah there was a lot of that uh and you know the machismo of it of like uh letting my dad know that i changed my kids diapers was a whole thing yeah um, tell me about that like culturally you're what's what's your family history what what is it like for because th- that's also something i'd like to dig in with you in general on this yeah. podcast is fatherhood right right uh, i'm i'm sort of like obsessed with what it means to be a father not because i want to be like some macho like i am a father you know like i just you know i have my hang-ups with my father uh my my his my father's father was like this legendary dad and then my mother's father was like uh Don Draper from Mad Men. Uh, <laughs> he literally had like a different family before my mom and Yo. her sisters. Yeah, so like, I'm I'm just obsessed with like, where did these men come from? What were their childhoods like? What were my great 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 grandparents like? Like, uh, so I don't know. I'm I'm curious because I'm sort of figuring it out as I go. Yeah. Um, and I've read, you know, I read the books and we we do a lot of talking, me and my wife, and she does. She still like as hard as I try. She is the one with shouldering so much of the responsibility like 
our our daughter's like obsessed with mama you know it's mama this mama that and like it's it's a lot it's hard on the wives you know so i don't know i'm curious like what was your dad like what's it like culturally in your family and uh yeah that's that's funny you had to like come out to your dad as a as a dad who changes girls diapers yeah like i was like yo like uh i'm involved and like that was a thing like that he he was like you're not supposed to be um yeah you know he uh i'm very thankful of my dad um we, we were in the same house same family a lot of people like assume uh he wasn't there just because of uh the lack of uh direct memories i have with him yeah uh but no it's just he uh very much believed that like a father's job was to uh supply and to provide so mm. he took that to heart like he always had a job and another thing yeah you know so like legitimately during high school we lived in the same house but he was uh managing a garage in the city while opening up and running his own laundromat in a building that he was renovating that was the first building they bought that we didn't live in right so i would say legitimately during high school i would see him like once a month wow like on some like he's awake and in the house. Yeah, yeah. If he was in the house, he had to sleep. Um, and it was uh, he was comatose. Like even if he was on the oh, sofa, yeah, yeah. he just wasn't oh, present. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm very familiar with that. So that's the classic thing: is Dad, are you sleeping? No, I'm just resting my eyes. Uh, <laughs> Yo, my dad could rest his eyes, aka fall asleep at any family function. He's on the couch asleep. It's like Christmas Day. There's 30 people in the house. It's at my aunt's house. He's asleep on the couch just knocked out yeah uh, and, the, and the thing is like the first thought that most people have is wow that's impressive that they could fall asleep that fast and it yeah. is but that's not the thing that i find fascinating what i find fascinating is that we all agree he needs to do that yeah dads can do like, that Like, yeah that's just cool like he needs that because yeah. either you know it or you've been through it or you know one that has and you know one that doesn't so yeah. like yeah i appreciate if this is the problem that he's so tired from providing yeah that's peace yeah he needs he needs his rest you gotta recover and listen i'm i'm gonna I'm going to, I'm never going to do that, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get really into meditating and <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to get my chair that folds out and I can kick my feet up and I'll meditate with my eyes closed. And sometimes when I'm meditating, it's so deep and transformative and transcendent that people might think I'm asleep, but I'm, I'm just meditating. Listen, man, you know, that's how you rejuvenate, you know? Yeah. You're there. I'm, I'm, I'm present. I told my daughters, I'm going to be at all the stuff. Uh, physically yeah i might not be there here yeah but i'm i know that i got there here zone and that's what counts yeah dads zone out we zone out listen our it, our dads did it that's not my job it. and that's what that's what i've come to learn like i'm trying to be i'm trying to be equal and fair with like the task of day to day yeah um i i'm trying to be a modern dad in that regard and i think it's important to like recognize when your partner needs help it's a squad you know what i mean it's the team yeah but i i do think our roles are different yeah you know um like uh I, I i feel like my wife her job is consistently more stressful than mine she's oh, yeah. like one through ten she's level seven you every mean day. you mean her job or, or her job with the family job with the family yeah like yeah. as a parent she handles the day-to-day -day stresses the the convos the you know the the minutia that comes up every day i admittedly i'm not there i'm i'm yeah. level three in terms of stress yeah yeah i'm chilling but when it hits level 10 
I have to handle it. Sure. That's the caveat. Like, yeah. and that's why it balances. Like, what's, she's, a, what's it, a level ten scenario? Have you had to? Uh, have you ever had to talk to any other? children's parents or like break up fights or a few things one safety uh there was uh i've had weird people knock on my door at 3 a.m mm. um when uh my the building next door caught fire those are all mm. dad yo you you better run this yeah like this is a you thing um in i actually of- i actually remember a level 10 with my own dad uh we woke up in the middle of the night and we my mom my parents had two station wagons in a row the same model they got a chevy celebrity twice it was like we hate we were so self-conscious of this car we would get dropped off at school and this car was like why do my parents have the fucking old lady car and they got they got rid of one and we were like it was a big day we go to the dealership we're gonna trade in the car get a new car and they just decide to get the same car again um anyway we so it's it's a front the front seat is like a big bench in the chevy celebrity and you don't feel like a celebrity when you're in the chevy celebrity by the way and it's a big bench in the front and we wake up and the horn is blaring out on the street we're like, why is the horn blaring this is a level 10 situation dad you got to go check it out so he gets uh the number one device in security for upstate new york he gets a yellow wiffle ball bat and he goes out to the car and there's another dude in the car just laying across the front seat asleep (laughs) with his foot on the horn hell yeah drunk this guy drunkenly went into our car we don't lock doors in upstate new york in the 80s uh or early 90s i guess and uh the guy's asleep in there uh, because dads need sleep Mm-hmm. And, uh, Hell yeah! My dad opened the door and said, "Get what the fuck are you doing? Get out of there!" And he's wielding a, a wiffle ball bat. And uh, the guy thought he was in his home. He was so drunk he thought he was at home and asleep in our car. So, anyway, that was a level ten situation. I love that. And dad's got it. Yeah, mom's not going to do it. That's not a mom job. She yeah. shouldn't have to handle that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, so like with my own kids, uh, my daughter, uh, two years ago. Um, had a friend of hers that was very sick, mm. um, didn't come to school, and uh, she uh, decided on her own to go see the friend. Okay. And we had not, like, this is yeah. the first year that she was even walking to school on her own, so, like, that was, like, a big deal that, like, a right. month ago, you just started, like, like experiencing New York on your own. Mm. You know, she was uh this was like three years ago. Yeah, now when did they go on the subway by themselves? Uh that just started for my daughter this year. Yeah. Um it would have been earlier. This was that was actually one of our argument one of our few arguments as a couple. Um, because I thought it should have been like two years ago normally, mm-hmm. but with the quarantine, it kind of pushed that, I think, general development experience for a lot of New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. Um but like I my argument, she's like, yo, like I didn't uh, go to school by myself uh in any way they required like bus or train to high school and i was like i get that but new york city gives the train and bus pass to kids as early as third grade right so i'm like yo like they're expecting those people to go home on their own yeah you know what i mean it shouldn't be a crazy troop but yeah they 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 gotta be able to handle same borough yeah yeah you know what i mean um but yeah like she uh, had a friend that got sick and she came home and wrote a letter Saying, hey, my friend is sick. She didn't come into class. I'm really worried about her. And I went to go see her and wrote her address on in the book and then just bounced. She didn't have a cell phone. She had just started walking to school wow, that that's year. That's scary. Yeah. I was like, yo, what the fuck? You know, so like I went to every room to verify, yo, she's really gone. Um, I, I asked her brother, who's normally like sarcastic, 
and he was like, "Oh nah, like dad's different right now." Yeah. No, she's not here. She's and not was here. she? Where was it? Was it a different borough? Uh, same borough, but uh, in terms of walking, it was like a solid mile and a half. Yeah, like, yeah. like it was a troop. And she was how old? Uh, she. I would say this was about three and a half years ago. Like yeah. it was the first time she went. Uh, she's in ninth grade now. So she's three like years a, ago, eleven, sixth years. grade. Yeah. Oh my so, god. So yeah, this is the first time she went to school on her own. Yeah. And it'd only been happening for like three, four weeks. So like for her to go from like, yo, we just let you experience this kind of freedom. I'm okay with it. And I had to convince your mom. Yeah. This is going to cut all of that off us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like, so A, I had to go find her. Um, B, my wife was at work. You in were the like office. Liam Neeson. Yo, on some realness. <laughs> y'all. I was like, yo, who got my kid? And then like, so there was so much. A, she miswrote the address. Oh God! You know, so yeah. I'm knocking on the wrong building, explaining, "Yo, I need to find my kid." I'm calling up the school, saying, "Yo, I don't know who this kid is. that's sick, but I need to know their info to get my kid." And they're like, "We can't share another kid's info." Oh, I'm like, "Yo, God. yes, you are." Yeah, you know, because I know the kid's name. I know, and I know my kid is trying to see them. Uh, so I'm like going off on that. I'm knocking at this random family's house on all the floors, and like. I finally get back to the crib after like stress looking for like an hour and a half. I had to call my mom over to like watch my son and kind of play home base just in case she comes back. And she, like I'm coming back to the crib because uh, my mom called me. She's like, yo, uh, she's here. She came back. Yeah. So I get back over there and I'm like, yo, like, and I had to like, I had to like A, be super stern. Because yeah. she did something that I didn't agree with. Uh, this was uh, peak COVID too, where like mm. uh, we didn't know what we know now. So like I was like, "Yo, like you could have got sick. You don't know why she was not at school, um, and you don't know what that could lead to. Uh, you've never met her parents. This is your first year in that school. You don't even know her like that technically. Um, there was so much that I had to go off, and I had to do it in a way that like scared her enough to don't not to do this again. Um, Make sure that her mom, my wife, feels that I handled it so that she's comfortable at work that, like, I'm handling this conversation. Yeah. Um. By the same token, not being an actual jerk because her intention was good. Yeah, I was going to say, does that make you feel good that she went for that reason? It was pure. Like, she was like, I wanted to check in on her. I brought her homework. Beautiful shit. But I'm like, yo, like, there's there's other aspects to that uh thing. So she and uh. And she and she misconstrued info that like uh, we had given her before, you know, like, you know, me and me and my wife check in on our friends, you know, uh, we help each other out. I'll go drop off. Right. So that's kind of was conveying like I had to convey her like, yo, like I'm not mad at any of that, but you should have told us and we would have made that decision with you about how to best help your friend. Right. You can't make those freaking 11, homie. You can't be out there making audibles like that after school. Yeah, you're not you're not in upper management with the parents. Yeah. You're you're still you're still like uh we tell you when and where you can go places. Yo, and I and I was positive, yo, like you know that like even now when I go somewhere, I tell Gabby. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I'm not asking permission, but like we're a team. She need to know where I'm at. You don't have that ability yet. Yeah. You know, but now, she's dope now. She got a cell phone. Every time she gets to school, she texts us. Do you track her? Do you have a tracking uh, system? Gabby does. I don't. I trust. Yeah. I, I trust her a lot. She's like yeah. genuinely very forthcoming about what like bothers her, what she finds stressful. Um, and Gabby has, does, does though. She has like has the Gabby, little air tag things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Has Gabby had like the talk talk with her? 
I don't know which one. Like like boys and men and pregnancy and Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I was in there for that one. Um I find that would that would be awkward for me. Yeah. Um they uh they definitely like did all the And by the way, if I hadn't thrown any questions that you'd rather keep private, please No 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 please just say so. They def did all the uh the women's stuff a while ago. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to do that when it starts happening. Yeah. Do, but they, like, do they tell you at school? Like, do they say, hey, by the way, parents, you should probably have these conversations now. Or do you feel that out? They don't announce it, but you kind of get the signs because like, it's, it's the, not I, in the morning. <laughs> not in the morning <laughs> You'll get like a mass text. Like, hey, yo, yeah. check in on your kids. Yeah. They're going through puberty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you do get signs because of the the after school clubs they start offering right you know what i mean yeah. it's not like soccer it'll be like uh, uh lgbtq how you identify yeah. thing or uh you know stuff like you know uh uh how to manage like uh boyfriend girlfriend with parents uh that'll be like the discussion in homeroom interesting you know wow. so uh when i'm hearing that like as a school thing because I, I check with them like yeah i need a recap what you did with my money right right you know? right and they'll tell yeah, me what is they this, did for is the this day. private school it was it's no longer the but the after school programs were um so yeah like stuff like that like they would uh they would give me recaps and it was like uh oh that that's a sign that like the game is changing yeah you know? wow and let me ask you this so she goes on this excursion on her own at 11 years old or at any point do you feel upset and scared like did you because i would be afraid when i'm uh sternly talking to her or yelling at her or whatever whatever processing it yeah i'm i'm such a softy like i'm scared i would just start crying and say like i'm i was really scared i would never see you again like that's very like i would i, would, I feel like i would want to fall apart yeah that's after yeah now nah, in front of them um I feel like I'm jolly as a parent most of the time. And like, I have like a process, like when you do something wrong, I always say it three times. Like I'll say it silly the first time and they usually stop because I make it a point. The second time I'll get a little serious. The third time it's like, yo, we do this again. It's going to be different. And it's only been different like twice. I, I would listen to you. If you said, if we do this again, it's going <laughs> to be different. That's bro. a great, that's a great phrase. Yo. <laughs> and like, so like, it's, I, 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 I escalate it every time. That's not a bad approach for hecklers too. Yo, it works. It works yeah. everywhere. It works in management. It's the four step system to get written out of a job. Yeah. I, I, I follow it everywhere. I say it's silly the first time. Yeah, yo, yo, but for real, don't do that again. All right. And then like the second time, like, yo, we talked about this, right? And I make them say when each time like what, what do we say before what do we talk about and then the third time it's like a real talk and i tell them like yo like i'm not bullshitting now if i have to say this again it's gonna be different and i leave like, that's that's, that's the amazing thing. and and remind me was this management experience with with pepsi or something yeah or, this is or, over frito-lay that's how i learned Frito -Lay, how yeah people. so talk about that a little bit like uh because I, I want people to get to know you a little bit on this episode so you came up in uh in you, so your dad was this uh serial entrepreneur it sounds like multiple yeah. businesses multiple homeowner uh you grew up in east new york uh as a young man you got involved in you started working for yourself early it sounds like yeah and then you ended up doing comedy starting comedy while you were doing this management job right yeah is yeah. that kind of the bio yeah you got it but man. so you so talk about those early jobs and it sounds like you apply that stuff to parenting now yeah i mean i was a big uh I was a big Sopranos fan, uh, so when like <laughs> when I started, like when I got promoted uh, as a manager, um, 
the first time I was still in college when I was at UPS, I, I got promoted to manager because I worked hard. Mm-hmm. But admittedly, I struggled. Like I, I didn't do well. Um, well, it's nice they let you keep the UPS uniform. Hey, man, I'm out here, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what can Tan Brown do for you? By the way, I am wearing a uniform now as a grown man. I, I wear this exact combo, like, I don't know, a couple times a week. Yo. Most of my shots on stage are of me wearing the same stuff, and that's because I've given up. I'm not, I don't care about... I don't care about clothes anymore. Yo, bro, I I'm so I've been doing the Dickies outfit for yeah. like a year now. You wear it well. I, sw- I got three colors and that's yeah. it. I just rotate them. Um, I hated that every show hired a photographer. No. Like I love it in terms of social media. Yeah. But like I'm burning shirts yeah. the first day I got them. But we're clean. We clean these clothes. Yeah, of we're course. just we just like what we like. I got like the superhero like cartoon closet. It's just the yeah, same yeah. shit over yes. and over again. Yeah. Yo. I got I got I got two blue shirts. You've got tan black shirts, yeah. and we've got two Chevy celebrities. Uh, hey yo, we one, out here, baby. One white, one blue. <laughs> um, Laundry day is so much easier. Oh you yeah, know I mean? it's so much less stressful when a shirt gets stained and you got to throw it out. You're not heartbroken because yeah. like it's not your favorite shirt. It's the same shirt. You Chuck, know your you size. You know size your size. Is the same. You gain weight. You lose weight. You know exactly why. You know what I mean. Yeah. You, and you can see it instantly. Yeah. You know, it's there's so many. Like, it, it, it's invaluable time saved i love it cornell west uh talks about this the if you if you wear a uniform day to day you can think about bigger and more important things i'm not thinking about anything that cornell west is thinking about fair and i'm not handling world (laughs) problems or racial issues but you know uh oh yeah so okay so all right so that's a level 10 your daughter disappears see this happened to me recently my daughter is really good on the scooter now she's got one of those little razor scooter things okay she flies man and on uh, over here on troutman on sundays they close down the street and it's like a little street fair and we go over there on the scooter one day and um I said, you can go anywhere you want. I just have to be able to see you because the, the ends of the blocks are blocked off. Ooh, and so okay. she takes off. She goes maybe 200 feet away. and then, uh, But I can see her and there's no cars. Uh, but she goes behind a food truck and disappears. And I just start sprinting because I'm far away. And there's foot traffic. And, uh, you know, I it's like what could happen in those 30 seconds? You hear, you, you watch enough forensic files, you're just forced to be a good parent. <laughs> it's like where... Who knows what's behind that food truck? And, yeah. and I, by the time I got up to her, because I ran up there, I'm just like almost about to like, because, yeah, I think the fear, feeling so much fear and feeling afraid makes you pissed. It, it creates an anger. Yeah. So you want to yell at them. But then I'm just like, I had to like say, you got to remember, I got to be able to see you. I don't know. I don't know what's over here. And it, it, it gave me that panic response. So I'm now thinking of what that will be like when she's older and- I don't know where she is for hours at a time. That's, Listen, that's I kind of uh, crazy. I uh, I support yelling. I I'm not I'm not going to tell you that yelling isn't my move. What I will say is that it shouldn't be your default. Right. You know what I mean? I think every now and then a kid does something that requires like, yo, this ain't a convo moment. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, if the level of seriousness warrants that, yeah. And in turn. If it's not your default, it registers. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it, it hits. Like oh, this means something. Um, even getting a little teary eyed. Like I yelled that day, and I show. I told her I was like, "Yo, like you have to understand. Like you are the whole thing. Like mm-hmm. this whole operation. Your mom and I working hard. It's centered around making sure that you and your brother are safe and healthy and moving forward and growing." 
you risk that for me mm. like that everything i live for everything i'm doing i didn't know where it was yeah yeah I'm, I'm 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 allowed to be pissed right now and i hope you get that so in turn like there that registers i think different now if you're like i don't think you should be abusive don't be yelling oh you dropped the cup that's just stupid that's a mistake that's normal um and i try to let all of that stuff be chill in the house so that I want like I want when I'm angry to be a powerful thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, and sincerely, you can ask my kids. I've legitimately yelled at them maybe like four times in yeah. my whole in their whole life. Um, the first one, um, I lost my temper and I apologized to my daughter. I was like, that was not right. Um, no one should speak to you that way. And like, I really like kind of like made it a point to let her know like I'm human. Um, and even and regardless of while. Uh, I have faults. Um, I shouldn't have done that. And know that if I do that in the future, um, know that going forward, I'm going to correct it going forward. Like, I won't just be doing that just because. Right. Um, and then any other time I've done it, I can count them. When I ask them, they're like, nah, I deserve that. Like, yeah, fully. yeah. Um, so, and I, I think that's important. I do think you're allowed to, like, uh, change tone and emphasize the point. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah. Uh I know TV dads didn't do that. I know my dad wasn't that. My dad death was like zero or yell. Oh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Um, and yeah, because yeah. I'm I'm like I'm worried about I'll be a total zero in terms of uh, emotional pushback. Like I'm a very I'm very affectionate, but I can when things get stressful, and if Ross is taking over, if she's like getting in there to like correct her or like rein her in, whatever's going on. Uh, if she gets heated, that kind of triggers me in some way where I I just like withdraw and then that drives her crazy. So th there's a lot of interesting dynamics that happen with the with trying to parent uh, a little one who's kind of she really has been pushing a lot of different boundaries. And yeah. uh, so that's interesting to hear. It sounds like you it took you you've been able to figure out what communication works best with your kids. I mean, I think it's communication that works best with most people. Like if somebody does something that annoys me, I don't yell instantly, but I also don't let it slide. I bring yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, and in turn, like the first time it's usually, oh, my, like, yo, you all right? You good? Like if somebody bumps into you, you know, there, I don't expect a, a huge thing, but like, my bad is cool. That lets me know you register it. But yeah, if you yeah. don't say that, I'm gonna turn around and say, "Yo, you're bad." Like I'm gonna make bring it up, yeah. Especially if it's people that like I'm gonna be around regularly, yeah. You know what I mean? I think you have to like address those things, like uh, um, and I think that it, it's it's a human thing. But in turn, like what I found is both like in work and in life, when you address those things, if you do it respectfully, people appreciate it because you're like weirdly helping them grow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I worry I'm too I'm too passive. I want to I want like I I want people to like me. So I'm too I'm nice and uh yeah, if somebody treats me like shit, I'll I'll maybe not stick up for myself as much as I should or I'll just like secretly decide, well, I'm not dealing with that person anymore. But with a kid, you just you just have to Yeah, you can't tune them out. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Like she's uh yeah, Yo. interesting. Yeah. Um, I know Gabby says that like uh initially while i was really working on that um there were times where i was angry and i wouldn't talk mm. to the person i was angry to that's what i do yeah yeah but they felt that right exactly yeah you know what i mean yeah. and like um she was like they could tell you're mad and uh she was like but uh she, i would take the day before like addressing it 
um, and I've reduced that time. Right. But uh, I also don't want them to think that that's a healthy response. Like, yo, people shouldn't be like uh, steaming every time they walk past or, you. Or just in confusion. Because yeah. whatever bothered me, not everybody can read my mind. Uh, so I got to just say what the problem is. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's that's uh, really... It sounds like you and Gabby have a very solid communication style. That's my uh, homie, B. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yo. Real talk. How, when did you guys meet? Um, before, Years ago, because uh, I met her when I was uh, probably 13, 14. She's my best friend's older sister. Wow. So, like, I know- Older, uh, older lady. Yeah, yo. Two years older. Wow. That's, that's my people's. That's that's incredible. Real talk. How, we didn't do, we you, didn't do any of that. Do you talk about your age? Yeah, yeah. I'm, How, I'm, I'm 40 now. I'm 42. Okay. We're, we're, we're very similar, so- Amen. Gabby is my my peer. Yeah, uh, I word. can't believe you're dating such an older woman. Yo, wow, man. scandalous. She look she looked better than me. You know what I mean? She got no grace. She's a gorgeous woman. Appreciate you. I hope man. that's okay to say. No, of course, man. Appreciate it. Uh okay, so how were you parented? So your your dad wasn't around a whole lot, but was there like do you you guys aren't doing any uh like did you grow up getting hit at all or Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So he uh, kind of like the whole level ten thing. He was that still. Where's he from again? Because uh, Dominican Republic. Okay, both yeah. of my parents. So he, yeah. When I met him, he 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 doesn't speak a whole lot of English, right? Nah, he he fluent, but like uh, it's broken English. It's it's uh, yeah, it's street savvy stuff. Like he grew up uh in DR, came here when he was like a senior in high school. Yeah. So like he learned English here, but it's all like uh, it's not like you know yeah. polished, if you will. And when I met him, he was doing yard work with a machete. That's my uh, man. He was an intimidating man. Uh, I think we were doing a podcast, actually. Oh, yeah, yo. What, what was that podcast? That was the old joint, uh, Stoops to Stages. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but so, yeah, so was he, like, if you did something real bad, was it he the yeah. executor of the punishment? Yeah, he would check He would check me hard. And it was, it was always, like, yelling and a beating. Yeah. Um. But that was like a very last resort because yeah. uh, my mom was who was around for like almost everything. Um, a knew that that would happen, so did everything possible to kind of like work with me to like, yo, I don't want to have to resort to this, right? Um, but like, there's certain things that like I can't hide either. You and know? were like, you were you a bad kid though? Like, did you get involved with stuff? No, for the most part, I think that's kind of what uh <laughs> what saved me with dad. Admittedly, like I, I don't think he could have dealt with a bad kid. Um, I feel I feel like for the most part I behaved. Um, um, I don't necessarily think I tried hard in school, but I had I was always an honor roll. Like I did well with school. Yeah. Um. And uh, I was the only child until uh, my senior year of high school. My siblings were born like literally right as I was graduating. Um, so like, how many siblings do you have? Uh, two. My brother was born uh, right before my senior year. My sister was born a week after graduation. Wow. So they are they're they're just in their early twenties. Yeah, still. like they're like other kids to me. Wow. Like, yeah, like uh, my sister to this day like texts me like a parent. Um, so you kind of had a little bit of practice being a parent before yeah. you had your own kids. I tell them all the time, like I messed up with them. Like I got all of that out. Uh, uh, oh, interesting. And I think that helped quite a bit, honestly. Um, uh, like I, uh, and does everyone live close? Yeah, we live a block apart. My, uh, when I moved out of my parents' house, um, I, uh, rented an apartment from them initially at like a super non possible New York discount yeah, yeah. Uh, to save up for a house. And, uh, yeah, when a house came open from a friend of ours on their block. So I bought that. So I'm literally like uh, on the other side of the corner. I don't know how you don't have a sitcom. 
Yo, real talk, man. How do we get Gastor, a Netflix original series Let about know, East man. New York, Dominican multi-generational family, everybody's helping each other out. I assume- Speaking so, into existence, you, bro. You had free childcare with the brother and sister, your own Amen. siblings taking care of your kids sometimes. Mostly my sister. I love my brother, but uh, I don't know if he's responsible uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with that stuff. Is he the on, is he the cool uncle though? Yeah, I would say that. Uh, there's a cool uncle on each side. Uh, the problem is there's no second uncle on this side. Yeah, so yeah. there's no responsible uncle. <laughs> there's no nerd. There's no nerd who will just stay in and read them, read Harry Potter to them. Yeah, uh, but uh, he uh, he and my son enjoy like video games and uh, you know stuff like that. So that's they'll beautiful. Hang out, they'll hang out a bit. I was talking to Jeff McBride the other night. You know, yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, we were at a show and uh, he he's got a new one. He's got a little baby. Mm. I don't. I shouldn't share too much. I don't know how much he puts out there, but he lives in a building with his wife's. Him and his wife live together, and then his wife's parents live upstairs. And uh, uh, he said, uh, "Oh, every day I bring I bring him to Abuela Daycare." He calls Hell it, yeah. and I, I was, love that. I'm so jealous of that because we we have family in the tri-state, but we don't have family close. She goes to daycare, daycare. Uh, but I Yo, I would kill y'all for paying that. I, uh, we got in a good one. Uh, it, it is a lot of money, but it's way cheaper than all the other ones, and it's great. It's all like Dominican ladies, oh, uh, yeah. and they, sh you know, she's learning Spanish already. She loves it. She's like the mayor of school. Um, <laughs> but um, I would kill to have a, a grandparent close by. Bro, uh, it's clutch, man. Like uh, in terms of instant sitting, it was always my sister. I got to give her props for that. She. Uh, um, up until like I would say uh, from high school forward, I would hit her up to babysit them uh, whenever I had to do something like a show or or a date night where like I knew it would be a couple of hours and the kids yeah. would probably be in bed. Um, and then uh, as they've gotten older, like I leverage my mom more um, just because, uh, you know, I want them to spend time with their grandparents. Right. I think that's important. Uh, and now like my siblings are like in that age where they're too cool to do mm -hmm. that. And I don't I, I remember being that, you know, so I don't yeah. want to like, yo. Uh, spend four hours on Friday with you know uh, eleven year olds. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now nah, my uh, having access to my parents uh, has been dope. Um, I, as I mentioned, my dad it was a very particular type of parent. Right. Um, watching him transform, I think having grandkids has helped him as a person. Yeah, I think grandkids will soften a man. Yo, real talk, it's different, man. Like he uh he's so much more empathetic uh not just with them too with me like he's just a yeah. different dude like i could kick it with him now um and i i feel that that's in large part because of what my kids have done for him like yeah. they're they're a chance for him to just enjoy babies and kids without the stress of raising them right you know what i mean um it's also giving them new life uh i felt like there was a point where he was like i'm probably going to like stop hustling mm -hmm. um and now he's like rejuvenated because like his whole dream is he wants to leave each kid a property well wow. you know so he felt he was done he's like hey kids getting shit and then he was like nah, i got new people to get stuff for you well wow. so he's on like a new mission you know, uh, and just seeing that energy with him coming and he comes over, he, you know, he cracks jokes that are like, uh, I feel like adult jokes, but he, he loves that. They're like, they're, they're snappy. Like my kids are comfortable, uh, talking back. So yeah, they'll give it to beautiful. grandpa. Yes. Yeah, so that's been, uh, and even the, and, and also the other side, like, uh, my, my parents live a block away. My in-laws live six blocks away. Yeah. So like, they're not far either. So they have like access to them. Um, and again, it's just it's just dope to kind of just be able to uh, 
uh, trust people that you love with your kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's beautiful. Um, and, you know, again, it kind of allows you see these people that are that are invested in you for so long. Um, every now and then just kind of getting to see them when you in the trenches and being able to be like, yo, my bad. Like, I see what you was telling me. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, totally. It, it's invaluable. I get to do that regularly with my parents. Um, and even with my in-laws, like, you know, they remember, they seen me since I was 13. So, like, um, yeah, like, that whole idea to me is wild. They're like, yeah, I spent years just fucking eating your, your food and going into your fridge yeah. talking shit with your son and, you know, I'm married now to your daughter and, like, I've uh created people that are now part of your fam and uh yeah like doing knuckleheaded stuff with their son now i'm like yo i get it you know uh (laughs) yeah are you and him still tight yo that's my dude hell yeah do we uh was he the best man at your wedding um no because i did city hall but the youngest brother was yeah um we uh but uh i was best man at his wedding he did the whole official church thing and uh, we do Christmases at his crib every year. Oh, nice! Um, and they're, also, they're in the neighborhood, also. They're in Queens now. Sadly, uh, I love them, but that they're like they're, it's definitely a drive, a yeah, decision yeah. to go there. Yeah. Uh, but well, it gives your daughter a place to go to the next time she wants to disappear. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. I do like that. Uh, his wife is dope. So me, her, and uh, the uh, uh, my my the youngest, my my, my boy Carlos, his wife, uh, the three of us. Uh, have started in law gang, so we got like we're getting shirts made. Oh, that's hilarious! You know, so we show up to. Events. You're gonna do a softball team, or no? Real talk, we want to play the 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 Bloods. Yes, you know what I mean. <laughs> Maybe the Latin Kings. <laughs> <laughs> MS13 is one. Of the, the, everybody, what if you take over the neighborhood as the in law club? Was it in law club? <laughs> Yo, it's just the in laws, baby. Oh, I just think it's yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Blood versus in law. We yeah. gonna play each other. It's you gotta be great. choose wisely with your colors because uh, <laughs> a lot of the colors are taken up now. Real talk, man. We, Maybe you do a lavender. I'm with it. Fuchsia. You know? <laughs> uh, what I like about hearing about your whole neighborhood and community and family and the closeness and the proximity is your kids are just fucked when they want to go out and start partying. <laughs> they, there's a whole neighborhood watch. Like, yeah. Every movement of theirs will be monitored and seen. Yo, I hope they know. That was my life too, though, because like my pops was like really out there, like on the streets, and like so when I would go out, people be like, "Yo, that's Leo's kid." So like you know, there's only so much stupidness you could do. Yeah. Uh, and and again, thankfully, that's so old school. Yeah, like it was just like I, if I walked around, like um, I would hear older people say that. Um, like if they were like if I when I was in my twenties, anybody forty and up kind of like knew me as that. And then like even like twenty five, thirty year olds, you were just like a little bit older than me. Like you would hear about my dad, so you'd right. be like, "Oh nah, like y'all heard your pops, y'all blah, blah. And like even now, like my pops is sixty, and there's still people that like come up to me and be like, "Yo, uh, yo, your pops was a G back in the day," or like, "Yo, I, I remember that dude, he's a yeah. legend." And I'm like, and like there's people that are like shook of him, and I'm like, "Yo, that dude got a cane now, like <laughs> you know, like <laughs> he's a whole different vibe today." But uh, he still got hints of his old self. Uh, but uh, it, it, it's it's interesting, like kind of walking around and hearing uh people who had a very different experience with my dad um there's a lot of pride that i get with it honestly because like obviously he had to do some like scary stuff on occasion um but like he did that to provide sure like yeah i get to hear now the other side of those like legends because now they're like he's disconnected from it he'll tell me them now humorously as opposed to like in the moment being scared 
Um, and like I realized that like the reason I bring that up is because like, um, like I like I was never like uh, a hoodlum, but I was definitely like urban. Like I'm I'm from Brooklyn, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like I enjoy chilling outside. And I'm talking to my kids now, and they have a disconnect of like dad is just like the serious guy in charge right and every now and then like someone will come over that's like an old friend or like will bump into somebody outside who's so hyped to see me because they know me as that kid yeah yeah you know or like uh and even now people that are like uh that are like my current friends they'll see me and like talk about comedy and like my kids know i do that but they don't have like they don't yeah. see me that. Well, you you're know? yeah, because at the house, you're the guy telling them what to do and what yeah. not to do and when to do it. You're fucking annoying. Yeah, guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not that. You know, yeah. so like I'm not fun. Yeah, and, like it yeah. blows their mind that like, re- like you know, not for nothing. In high school, I was like very popular in the neighborhood. I was very well known. Um, and in my hood, I was super loved because uh, I was I was in charge of the youth group at my local church, right? And so you're getting a ton of ton of girls <laughs> well not that like actually like the reason it was dope is because youth group like you know sports teams yeah events. so like they want like the church wants it to wrap up at like eight nine o'clock mm-hmm. but to keep my people safe i just started opening the gym up at 10 and we wrap up at like three in the morning oh wow so uh like i would have to like like tip the janitor Cause he would like, he would just come in and You're like just peeling off ones. Yo, off like I'm a, like, yo, my man, it ain't much, but like, you know, we just run in court, and he kind of just kind of like got the rock with us. You're like, I stole this from the tithe bucket at church. <laughs> yo, straight up, and like they would give us bread to put in on on church on Sundays, the ball players. But it was just a, a way of like keeping people that I knew were good kids but knuckleheads outside inside you yeah know like I mean? a, pl- a place to go yeah you know because you don't need a uh, 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 18 year old kid in east new york doesn't need help at 4 p.m he needs help at 4 a.m yeah you know what i mean so uh yeah it was just an environment that i had that so like today when people see me they show me love you know, as a dude that had the gym key right you know what right, I mean? right. And, like, and like just I, I, it's just peace and now seeing them is like mature men so the so is, the is nighttime dope. the nighttime basketball that was like illegal off the clock like yeah, no, but you sure. were you were sneaking people in yeah oh, like, that's uh, i like that yeah it, 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 like again like i talked to i mean god was watching but yo and i i, <laughs> I feel like god would agree with me yeah i use the resource for good um i understand a gra- a greater that, good yeah but, yeah you know and i get that like the priest wouldn't have agreed but it was just it's part of the culture and like what really makes my heart warm yo is that like the key is like a legacy like i found out that it's still like happening. That, that original copy yeah like it's yeah. like i kept passing it off and like there's a new set of like 18 year olds that play ball there now and like some of the ogs will I mean, show up you know unfortunately they are uh running a gambling ring and there's uh some <laughs> some light prostitution going on at this point but yo. uh you know they're at least they're not doing drugs amen you know but now they, they yo we got some solid ball players we good you know what i mean but like my kids who bump in uh will be with me when I bump into people that knew me of that life. Yeah. And, like, it blows their mind that, like, people view me as, like, cool. 
Yeah. And not just that. Well, it is interesting when you get to know your parent as a person. Yeah. Uh, like, we just threw our dad a 70th birthday just a few weeks ago. Man, he, he, he turned 70. That's fire. Yeah. And uh, there were like 55 of his friends there or something. And these are all people. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but like, my first thought is yo, 55 of your dad's friends made it to 70? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, fucking yeah. incredible, yo. <laughs> what uh, they doing in upstate New York, man? I, I thought you were going to say uh, 55. You couldn't sell out the room? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yo, 56 no, people no, from your squad make it to 70? It's crazy. He made it to 70. I mean, this man smokes a pack a day. He drinks. When he drinks, he'll drink 20 beers at a time. He claims he had two beers for New Year's Eve. I just talked to him yesterday. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you had two beers. Um, uh, my whole life, my whole life, if he's ever, if we're ever seeing him in the morning, he said, oh, I don't feel good. I ate something last night. That means he drank something uh, and he doesn't feel good. But he, um, yeah, he turned 70 and all his friends were there. And uh, he's the kind of guy, uh, it's hard to talk to him in general. We, It's hard to connect. Uh, but when he does talk, he'll start talking about friends he's seeing. He's like, oh, I was over at Donnie's house. We were talking about this and that. And then we went to see uh, Joe across the river. And I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. know who the fuck these people are. He's just <laughs> saying names like I know who they are. So I finally get to meet all these people at the party. And uh, it was really interesting to hear him hear people say things to us about him and it's like oh it's nice to know he the the thing i took away from it is it's nice to know he has real friendships and people yeah. that love him and care about him because i just think of him as this lone wolf smoking cigarettes alone in his shop where he works on tractors you know yo that's um, beautiful so yeah i i get what you're saying like uh sometimes your kids will get these glimpses of who you really are like yeah. you're not just the dude yelling at them or I know you don't yell at them, but, uh, yeah, like you're not just an authority. You're like a well-rounded full person. Yo, it's, 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 it's dope, man. And I, like, I'm realizing that like, uh, they've got, they've gotten more of a view of my dad than I have because mm. of that, you know, cause, uh, they've seen the more current version of it. Um, but he gets to be more open with them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, I think that's kind of like. Uh, a, a blessing both for my dad and for my kids they kind of get to know this dude um that like hopefully made me um into a good person uh and someone that they appreciate but at the least they kind of get to see the source you know right. like this is the og material yeah uh in turn though like uh and <coughs> and admittedly because of comedy but uh i started like journaling mm. i got like a whole like notion thing yeah um where like i do a daily entry and i also like uh separately have like my joke ideas and like i'll write um you know my thoughts on different things that i'm thinking about that day so that like when i when i pass away like i'm gonna have the password to that for the kids oh that's beautiful yeah like i was like yo like uh this isn't all gonna make sense because it was just some of it is just me rambling trying to come up with joke ideas in this part. Yeah. But you get my diaries, you'll see, like, my daily thoughts. Um, The di the journal diary thing in particular, I'm making it a point to uh write down, like, a thing that, like, moved me every day. That's Whether beautiful. it was, like, wow. you know, happy or sad. Um, And then uh, the other parts, they're getting, like, my random ideas where, like, uh, like, if I listen to a podcast episode and they see something interesting, I you know, link the episode and then I write my thoughts on it. So they'll hopefully get an idea of how I think. I'm, I'm imagining uh, when you are gone and they get this digital link or whatever to this website or whatever it is, this hard drive, they open it 
and they're just looking at each other like, I thought we were going to get an apartment building. <laughs> <laughs> what is this nonsense? First one to finish reading all of it gets the apartments, yeah. okay? You uh, know? <laughs> that's beautiful. Uh, it's like a time capsule of like who you really are. Yeah, and man. And it's smart you're doing it digitally. I have all these... All these journals around here are like morning pages that I handwrite Hell for yeah. the last whatever years, and it's all nonsense, or it's like too personal, and I'm like, I don't know if I want this kid to ever know this about me, <laughs> uh, so I might just have a big uh, barrel burning ceremony. Hey, man, it uh, works. Thro throw my body and the notebooks in there. It's all got to <laughs> go with me. No one gets this, B. Now, man, I, I, want, I, want, uh, I want it out there. I feel like... Uh, um, a, I won't be here. So, like, if it is too vulnerable, this is the time to share it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, I think I'm okay with that. Um, B, like, uh, I feel like it's important to show that you're flawed to your kids. Yeah. Um, especially uh, I if they're reading it when this happens, they're adults. Yeah. Who might be struggling with real life for the first time and... That's kind of what like threw me the most off when I became a parent that like I didn't have answers. Mm. And every time I talk to my parents, they kind of like understand and like kind of also like laugh a little because they're like reminiscing on what it felt like uh, to discover that no one has answers because they're like, yo, West, I still don't know necessarily what I'm doing. Right. You know, and like that realization in adulthood, um, it's almost beautiful to watch your kid go through it. And it's also tough to watch your kid go through it because you have to kind of let them figure that out yeah you know so like you can offer advice but you can't do it for them so i'm hoping that like yo god forbid something happened i want those notes there of like yo uh you saw me as someone that like had everything down i didn't yeah and you could kind of read that you know uh by the same token i won't be here so i don't have to like cry uh and feel embarrassed that you're reading these sure. things but yeah. i want them there um i think they have value um and like super like altruistically i think you and i have talked about this before um as a comic like i've discovered that my funniest stuff comes from my like worst moments yeah like, sure these are like faults or things i'm working on and i feel like the better the longer i do stand up the less likely the better i become as a person because i'm analyzing the things that i did wrong for jokes but also, if I'm not an asshole, I don't want to keep having the same yeah. problem. I don't want to sound like I'm making the same mistakes as a person three specials from now. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, I'm hoping that my kids who are living being my kids will see that, like, I was becoming a better man. And then when they're older, they can literally read the thoughts that led to me being that. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I, yeah, right when the pandemic hit, right when Ross was about to have our child i was like doing shows about like the most private stuff the most vulnerable stuff the biggest mistakes and i'm really proud of all those jokes and stories and the what it, that show could be and i'm my life is so different now it's not a lot of that i'm not in that still uh but i'm proud of what i made and there's this part of me that's like do i make a version of that show so it's out there because i like what it is but do I want my kid to ever see that stuff? I'm not sure. Uh, it's it's really confusing because we, we put ourselves out there so much that, you know, they'll be able to find it if they want to. And yeah. uh, I, I guess it's like, yeah, what um, what is too vulnerable and what is what is private and what's, you know, what's the math? You know, is this so funny that 
it's going to help people and it's going to be something that's great or is it not funny enough to put out there and then your kid finds it and whatever uh, right right i don't know i'm just it's and that's that's partly why like i have it as like a separate thing um like i don't plan on releasing those notes yeah yeah um and i hope that that's part of the lesson they kind of get from it because like i actually think that's what their generation and the ones after are going to struggle with the most Mm. like uh right now i feel like every person creates content like by force it's not even that they want to like you literally are a brand from the second you're born now. Yeah, there's yeah. so much of you visible online um like it's going to become mandated like right now it's like mandatory to have emails and apps on your phone to do everything right so so much of their life is going to be shared that we used to have to be we had to make a decision to share whereas now it's going to be a decision to not right yeah. So I want them to see where I kind of made that line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. So, yeah, it, it's going to require me sharing with them what I thought. Hey, this is too private. But I hope that it gives them insight into like, oh, this is something that like my dad uh, cared about or thought about deeply, but didn't necessarily care that the world needed to know this, Man, but wanted me to. I, I got to say, I would kill to have anything like that from my own dad like i don't i don't know that i've ever seen him read a book uh or write a thing down that wasn't like you know something relating to you know just a note like a phone number or whatever like i've never seen him really express himself in any kind of real way i saw him cry a couple times uh like when my when his mother like his mother's funeral like i Mm. I, he's such a mystery to me and like the idea that you are giving your children you're creating this thing for your children where they can take that church key and unlock who 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 their dad was or or is is like so beautiful and generous uh because i think our generation i mean how many people uh, because also if you leave them only your art only your stand-up like that's some version that you've curated right to, to present in a certain way for laughs but like what you're giving them is like real real stuff and that's just so cool i would i would kill to have that yeah because they should have some that the public doesn't yeah you know yeah. what i mean like there should be a difference you know what i mean yeah. so like um i'm glad that they'll have my art but they should also have like access to more um I'd be curious with like your dad if like um if you had like his I would invite his friends over again. Yeah, yeah. And like have like props yeah. and record it. Yeah, I, I actually sat him down in September. I brought this camera actually. Hell uh, yeah. And I sat him down for I think an hour and a half and I just asked him a bunch of questions and he was surprisingly forthcoming. Uh but I do think you're right. Like, cause he's also he he's not like super verbally articulate like he he's just a pretty stoic kind of old school guy like he's not gonna he's not gonna say oh man that is that's i'm glad you asked that because let me tell you this story <laughs> like he's not like that uh yeah I but think, some of his friends might be yeah that's uh, what i'm saying like you bring his people out yeah. have some prompts some questions and like yeah us uh, uh uh some detailed things that like you know would like get more out yeah um Cause in the group, like someone in that squad is a storyteller. I yeah, promise. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like they'll say enough things that like, yo, does that sound right, Dad? And like now you can get them for 
corroboration and details. Um, also, there's just value in like seeing how other people see them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I think that's worth capturing. I had that in mind with my dad. Actually, I want to do that uh, for his 65th. Yeah. I want to kind of like sit him down and like kind of do a real like heart to heart convo in terms yeah. of like uh, legacy stuff and stories. Um, he's really good at sharing fun stories with me, though. Um, but I want to capture them so that I don't lose them. Right. Yeah. Um, that's that's great. Yeah, man. It'd be ill. I, I I think it'd be fire to like have people be able to kind of go back and see those. Um, just cause like it'll be like uh like that whole it was a twenty three and me or all of that. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I want like a version a of that document. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. Like yo, this is who we were. This is who we are. And you know, it goes back to this. You know, like I'm 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 willing to. I feel like storytelling and like arts in general. Um, are passed along mm-hmm. um, and uh, part of like the disconnect that my dad and I have had as adults is that I'm pursuing art as a as a as a career and I feel like he doesn't realize that like I think that was something that yeah. might have been in him or wasn't somebody in the fam and you just didn't have the resources and the access to do that yeah you know what I mean um, well what's interesting is for him to be as successful as he's been in so many different businesses, he had to be very creative. Right. Like it takes a lot of creativity to figure out how am I going to do this laundromat? How am I going to do this building? How am I going to do this garage? How am I going to do all these things? How am I going to manage the time and hire the right people and keep it all on track and make it all profitable? Uh, that takes so much creativity and a lot of hard work. And, uh, the way it manifests is just so different for a performing artist versus somebody who, I mean, your dad's making money. He's like, like like he's, he's probably really proud of you, but at this, on some secret part of him, he's like, but where's your laundromat? Right. You know? And that's, Uh, we have this ongoing bet by the way that like, uh, he, uh, we're, we're we're racing to 20 million. Okay. He is way ahead. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that is the, uh, the whole thing. Well, when we sell this series to Netflix, uh, baby, (laughs) that's what we're going to need is a $20 million budget. Don't Uh, call it a comeback. Yeah. Well, listen, we should, we should cut this off here, but I mean, I feel like there's so many things we chatted about that sound like things we can keep talking about, see what happens. I appreciate the creative ideas for my dad's thing. Uh, cause I do want to keep filming with him, but, uh, I'd love to do this regularly. I'm game homie. And listeners, uh, we call our listeners sometimes producers, producers, like uh, that. let us know what, uh, you thought about this episode. Please do follow Gastor. He's, he's all over social media. His Instagram's on fire right now. He's the, he's, he's throwing out the content. <laughs> he's upping the content. Oh yeah. He's at Gastor Almonte, right? Amen. Am amen. I saying it? Almonte? You, you nailed it. You nailed it. Uh, you got specials. You got a special on Amazon prime. It's, it's called, true. uh, immigrant made yeah that's and me. the album is called the same thing get it on itunes or stream it immigrant made he's uh he's been on comedy central <clears throat> well i'm getting emotional talking about him he's <laughs> yo, been on co- comedy central you got a couple sets on there people can see on youtube yeah yo uh, he's just a great comic uh one of my oldest friends in comedy real tall b we came uh, up together man yeah. like I, I i i sincerely uh whenever people ask me like uh like, I feel like I became a comic at QED, uh, running with you, yeah, man. with Freddie G, with uh, Lauren Hope Crass. Um, I feel like uh, that like that time there, uh, uh, just kind of like yeah. seeing people like yourselves that like really put in time to get good at the craft. Uh, yeah, I think it made me who I am. Um, 
I, I uh, thanks to uh, Freddie, uh, you know, the three of us got the rock out at Caroline's together. Oh, yes, yes. You know, yeah. uh, we had some fun, like, comedy memories, you know? I uh, I also remember a show we did at, I don't know if it was still The Laughing Devil or The Standing Room. Uh, that guy Steve had us on a show. That's when I met, like, I think I met Gabby that night. The, uh, you know that narrow room in yeah, Long Island City? It's I love not, that room. That was, yeah. That was uh, very awkward space to perform. Yeah. But uh, I digged it. But I liked that's, it. But that's where we met. I believe we met at that show. And uh, yeah, I, you just always, I'm just so, pr- I'm so proud of everything you've accomplished. Yo, by the way. real You're talk, man. Awesome. We're taking over, homie. Yeah. We out here. Well, uh, thanks everybody for watching or listening, however you took in this media. And uh, we'll see you next time on We Hired a Sitter for this. Word up. Word up.